since last week, we talked about all of us have root systems in our lives. So we're trying to develop a root system, and we're asking you to process what is it, and is there something better that you might be missing? So in case you missed that last week, feel free to listen on. But the theme of our series in these next number of weeks is this. To be rooted is to deepen, or for some of you today, as we go through this series, to start our relationship with Jesus, each other, and to live out our purpose in this world. So before we jump into this, just a couple of important announcements. I want to remind you once again that as we go through this season and this cold season, that two things that you might consider. One, uh, maybe going to the 8 o'clock service, which uh, we had our first round of Krispy Kreme donuts this morning. will be happening again the next two weeks, if that's a motivator for you. Um, secondly, if you happen to come to this service, and believe me, I know, because I park farther than any of you guys, is park further away, if you could, to make room for guests you know, so that they can park a little bit closer, those you know, um, who might need the help or young kids. Uh, secondly, uh, many of you know we launched a campus in Otis. It's been going really, really well you know, as we're continuing to reach that community. But we've been praying, God, where do you want us to go next? And so um, we think we know where God wants us to go, but we're asking you as a congregation to join us in prayer before we make the final decision. We want to make sure he's leading, and it's not just us based on our perception and understanding. So we believe that God may be leading us to Freeman. The Freeman is our next campus. Now, if that's the case, one of the things that we need to discern is who's interested. You know, if you're interested in being a part of this launch team, whether you live in Freeman or not, March 3rd is our time to get together. One o'clock, you want to invite you, put it on your calendar and be here. And now five people show up, then we know we're not going to Freeman. Because we can all get excited about something, but it's different when we actually have to participate or be open to God having us involved in something. And so uh, that just gives us kind of a little idea. And then after that meeting, some, some point in the next few weeks, we'll make the decision on whether God is leading us. So I want to make sure that you are aware of that. Lastly, uh, many of you know, uh, we did Uganda bags for orphans for Christmas. Now, it didn't make it in time for Christmas, but it did make it. So we're really excited about that, you know, that, uh, you know, over a thousand bags got to these, uh, these kids. We've got a couple pictures that we just want to show you, you know, uh, so you can see, you know, their excitement and you can see as they're holding pictures of you, you know, as they receive those things. So it's great excitement. You're not going to want to miss two weeks from now. Uh, we're actually going to show a video, you know, so you're going to actually really see, you know, what God's doing. We'll put it on social media after that as well. Now, as we begin, how many of you would agree that communication one to another is hard. How many of you guys would agree? Communication is hard. It is not easy. It's not easy at all. It's not something that comes naturally. Now, if we're honest, we think the reason communication doesn't come easy is because the other person isn't doing a good job because obviously I communicate well. And so it's your fault, you know, honey, kid, boss, you know, teacher, you know, they're just not listening well. It's, 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 it's on them. Now, with that being the case, it could also be absolutely hilarious. My uh, daughter, as many of you know, was adopted from Colombia, and so we've had her for a little over a year now. So she's been quickly learning the language. So if uh, you have miscommunication, just know that it just gets exponential when it comes to differences of language. So we were driving home, must have been two months ago, and on our way home, out of nowhere, she says, Daddy? I said, yeah. And she said exactly like this. I want to watch you toot. And I was like, you want to watch me toot? And she starts laughing and laughing. She goes, no, no, I want to watch you toot. And I was like, okay, 
I still heard you say you want to watch me toot. And so she starts crying because she's laughing so hard. She says, no, no, no. I want to watch you toot. And I was like, okay, I am not getting this. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me. You want to watch YouTube. You want to watch YouTube. And she says, yes, I want to watch you toot. And I was like, yeah. You know, but communication is hard. You know, if you don't believe me, then you've never been married. You know, it's hard to have communications. We speak different languages. Noise doesn't help with communication, does it? Yeah, we live in a culture where you're bombarded with people trying to communicate something to us, whether it be billboards or radios or phones or social media, advertisements. Everywhere we go, there seems to be noise, you know, trying to get attention for us. Now, if you've ever been frustrated uh, in communicating with someone where, they say they're listening, but it sure doesn't look like it, right? You know, like, yeah, yeah, honey, honey, I'm listening. Go ahead, go ahead, keep going, keep going. And you're like, no, 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 no. I want you to look at me. One of the things that drives me crazy these days uh, is uh, the new iWatches, okay? iWatches, this just drives me nuts because I'm meeting with someone and this is kind of how a conversation goes. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Keep going. And, and uh, I want to tell you about what's going on with my life and my wife is going don't worry, I'm not going to answer that. Oh, thank you, you know, uh, about that. But it's this, I'm like, don't you know what the time is? You know, uh, but there's this constant, constant interruption of communication. And what you're communicating is whatever it is that's buzzing on your watch is more important than the person that's right in front of you. And so we have this communication, even though we have more ability to communicate at a faster and quicker response, our communication level is actually decreasing instead of increasing. So let's agree on this. Great communication is a core part of any good relationship. Can we agree on that? Great communication is a core part of any good relationship. So here's an interesting thought or question for you to ponder. When it comes to communication, is the onus on the one who is communicating or the one who is receiving? In other words, who's primarily responsible for effective communication? The communicator or the listener? Who's primarily responsible for effective communication? And if you say both, that's the wrong answer. I want you to ponder it for a second, because here is what I want you to tell you this morning. God is speaking. God is speaking. Hebrews 1 verse 1 says, long ago, God spoke many times in many ways to our ancestors and through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. So the question that I get on a regular basis is, okay, if God's speaking and he's doing it on a regular basis. How come I'm not hearing it? How come I don't hear it? Well, one of the th reasons is because you don't know the different ways that God speaks. As you look and like, that person seems to be hearing from God. That person's hearing from God. How come I'm not? So let me just quickly run through the different ways that God speaks to us today. First, God speaks through his creation. You do realize that God spoke creation into existence. When something he made, he spoke it into existence. And creation speaks of who he is. Psalms chapter 19 says, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone throughout the earth. Which is why God says, men or women will be without excuse to not receive God because creation is speaking to the presence and reality of God since the beginning of time. Even the most ardent atheists would still agree that there seems to be a designer behind it all. The more and more we know about science, the more we know this couldn't have just happened by accident. 
you know, if you, and we live in one of those beautiful parts of the country, especially in the summertime, where you get to be out there and you just sit and you know it's, there's something peaceful. There's some way that God speaks through his creation. Secondly, God speaks through his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's presence inside of us. I know this can sound a little odd, but when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, because Jesus was a man, he says, I need to leave, but I'm not leaving you without giving you a helper, an advocate, someone to come alongside and speak and remind you of the very words that I said, which is the Holy Spirit. Some of us today forget the Bible has only been in our hands the last 500 years. What happened the 1,500 years before that? The Holy Spirit was the most important thing in people's lives. The only way I can describe it to some of you who've not yet received Christ, it's just like, the, like uh, um, your conscience on steroids, okay? But it's God's conscience instead of yours. And so that's what the Holy Spirit is. John 14, 26 says, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything, will remind you of everything I have told you. Like I said, he's a counselor, a helper, an advocate, an intercessor, a companion, etc., etc. Third, God speaks through his word. God speaks through his word. That's the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us what is right. Now, it's not our culture. God's word is the one that reminds us and teaches us. God also speaks through prayer and fasting or abstaining. So whenever your prayer is supposed to be a conversation, and he's teaching us, and he's speaking to us through prayer. Now, to heighten our prayer experience, he asks us to fast, fast literally to go without food in order to be more attentive to what he might be saying to us, or to abstain. Abstaining would be like, you know, I'm not going to be on social media, I'm going to quiet the noise, or whatever it may be that distracts myself from him in order for him to speak, which leads us to the next one. God speaks through the church which literally is his people. It's not just walls, but it's his people. This is why hopefully you're here today, to hear from God. Colossians 3.16, let the message about Christ and all its riches fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And so I hope that you're not hearing from me. I hope that God actually speaks through you as we talk about these things, which actually leads us to the next one. God speaks through worship music. Here's what I can tell you. For me, uh, and you can, you can, many people are moved by music in general in our culture. Music is a very, very important part of our culture. In fact, uh, you don't have to be a Christian to, to admit that, yeah, that, that song was moving, that song was engaging, that song was encouraging, that song brought or created a mood or a challenge or whatever it may be in our life. Now, when you come to Christ, all of a sudden you sing these songs about God and to God, and they carry this weight with it when you start engaging your heart and mind, and he speaks to you. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're going through something, and it wasn't the message that was impactful. It was the song. There was something in there that hit, that reminded, that encouraged, that challenged me. In fact, in, in Psalms chapter 40, verse 3, it says, God has given me a new song to sing, a hymn or praise to God. Many will see that what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. See, God speaks also, and these are the last two are ones that we don't talk about a lot, through dreams and visions. Through dreams and visions. In Acts 2.17, it says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now, God's been doing this for a long, long, long time, but because we've just come from Christmas, do you remember the Christmas story? 
Right, in the Christmas story, the angel Gabriel visited Mary and told her that she was going to have a child. The angel visited Joseph too, but it was in his dream. If you go back and reread the story, that God spoke through dreams. Now, uh, I can tell you that even today, God is speaking through dreams. Here's the number one, the, one of the biggest ways that those in the Muslim world are coming to know Jesus Christ is actually through dreams. Because in the Muslim background, they put a lot of weight you know, on Allah speaking. Allah is their God who speaks through dreams. And so I can give you a personal example. I was in Algeria you know, on, a, on a mission trip, and I found out that the reason that this mission existed was because two imams, which should be the pastors you know, uh, for those who, are, who proclaim to be Muslim, you know, were visited this place because they were looking because Jesus visited them in their dreams. And they're like, Jesus told us to come and to hear the truth of who he is. And so you're seeing this that's happening more and more and more. God will use however he can to communicate who he is to people who are open to him. Lastly, God speaks through circumstances. Ever had a situation where there was a coincidence and another coincidence and another coincidence? And then by the end, you're like, it can't be a coincidence anymore. Do you know what we call those? Coincigods. Okay, so these are coincigods you know, that happen on a regular basis where you're like, okay, God, you seem to be speaking through this experience, both good and bad that I may be facing in my life. Uh, let me tell you probably the most profound way that God ever spoke to my life. Because most of us think if it doesn't have the label Christian on it, God can't speak to us. So what we say is, if it's in the Bible, if it's at a Christian church, or if it's a Christian song or a Christian movie, that's how God speaks. But anything outside of that, God could not ever speak. And let me just give you a personal example. When I was 17 years old, you know, God spoke to me more clearly than any other time in my life in a movie, at a movie theater, and the movie was Schindler's List. And if you've seen the movie, spoiler alert, get to the end, Oscar Schindler says, has this moment where the end of his time has come, and he realizes I could have saved one more, I could have saved a few more, I could have saved 10 more. If I had wasted, not wasted so much of my life and my money, I could have made more of an impact in other people's lives. And it was then as a 17-year-old guy who wasn't thinking about this that God was speaking directly to me. He's like, that's what I want you to do for the rest of your life. Because I want you to try to help others to come to know me so that you get to the end of your life saying I did everything that I could for the sake of other people. Not for my gain, but for their lives and for all eternity. There was nothing Christian that was labeled to that, but God spoke clearly. So how do I know if I'm actually listening to God or if I'm just making things up crazy in my mind, it's going to be conferred by other people who are followers of him and most importantly, his word. Now, I can't tell you, you know, how many people have said something like this. God wants me to be happy. So I'm going to divorce this gal or I'm going to go do this thing. And you're like, you're like whoa, 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 where in scripture does it say God's primary goal is for you to be happy? Now, joy, yes, holiness is more important to God than happiness. And, and so you're like, well, oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's not something from God. That's something that I want. And then I want to create God that's going to help me with what I want. And so then I then use that to make decisions in my life because obviously I've fallen out of love with this guy or gal. And so I need to go be where God wants me to be because God wants me to be happy. Does that make sense? So you have to check to say, is that from God or is that just from you? through other people, but most importantly, through his word. So let's go back to our original question. Whose responsibility is it for effective communication, the communicator 
or the communicatee, the speaker or the listener? How many of you guys would say the speaker? How many of you guys would say the listener? Oh, you are listening. The primary responsibility of effective communication is the listener. It is on the listener. In fact, uh, there was a company that was created to go into these Fortune 500 companies to try to teach the managers and the CEOs and those who are communicating to be better and more effective communicators to try to help the organization. And they did this for a couple years until they did some research and they found out no matter how good, and we do need to be better at communicating, no matter how good the communicator was, it didn't matter if they weren't listening. So they then changed their entire model of business and have gone into these same companies and not talk to the communicators, but talk to the listeners and say, here's how you can be a better listener. And they all of a sudden realized that's made the biggest difference. Here's the main point. If you get nothing else, here's what I want you to get today. God is speaking. Are we listening? He's speaking. The question is not, does God speak? The question is, are we listening? Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing not from speaking, from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Jesus. For those of you um, who do study your Bibles, you realize in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the life of Jesus, that seven times in those books, he says a phrase like this. Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear or let him listen to understand. What is he saying? He's saying, I've done my part. I am God in human form, and I have proclaimed to you the wonders and the mysteries of the universe, but the primary reason you can't understand is because you are not listening. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him listen to understand. Let me give you another example. In the Old Testament, there's a guy by the name of Eli. Uh, Eli is a priest, and uh, he's leading the people of Israel, and he's got somebody who's staying with him, who he's raising in God's house called Samuel. Well, Samuel's sleeping one night, must be a younger kid, and he hears this voice, Samuel, Samuel, and he wakes up, and he goes in, and he goes, Eli, you called me? And he's like, no, go back to bed, I'm trying to sleep. So that's Dan's paraphrase. So uh, Samuel goes back to bed. A few minutes later, Samuel, Samuel, he gets up, uh, Eli, you called me. Eli's like, no, go back to bed. He goes, Samuel, Samuel, gets up again, goes to Eli. All of a sudden, it dawns on Eli, God is trying to speak to Samuel. So he says, go back and say these words when he speaks. So he says, I got it. So he goes back, and it says, Samuel, Samuel, and I want you to not miss this. First Samuel 3.10, Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. When's the last time we prayed that prayer? A lot of times we, we go about our day and we pray for a meal and we pray at nighttime, and we pray for our requests and we thank God for all these things, none of which are bad. But when's the last time we said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening? Uh, let, let, me, let me put it this way. Uh, how many of you have a dog? Okay, right answer. Sorry, cat people. Um, if you have a dog, okay, it doesn't take very long, you know, for a dog to learn uh, his or her name right? As you spend time with the dog, the dog, you know, learns a name and recognizes who you are. So they don't bark at you. They actually like to see you. Like we have two dogs. One's named Marley. It's kind of a bigger dog. It's an unfortunate name for a dog if you've seen the movie. Um, but we are kind of a sick family. It gets weirder because we have a uh, intellectually challenged little wiener dog um, named uh, Sizzles. You know, so we actually called a wiener dog Sizzles. Let that kind of permeate in your mind as well. So We've got this intellectually challenged dog named, named Sizzles, you know, and uh, then we got Marley. But yet, here's the thing, is that once we call one of their names, even though Sizzles may run in circles trying to figure out who's calling her, you know, um, uh, Marley comes, Sizzles comes, they recognize, they don't bark at us because they know their name. Because we call out to them, they recognize us. 
In the same way, have you ever been in a big crowd, uh, someplace like Hoopfest or, or, or something like that, and, and you're walking on the street and you hear somebody laugh? You hear somebody say something, you're like, I know that voice. You don't have to even turn around. You're like, I recognize who that is. You turn around, and sure enough, it's somebody that you know. Or maybe you have a child on a playground full of kids, absolutely just covered with kids, and you say, Angela, and even though there's 100 kids, only Angela, your Angela, turns around because recognizes mom's voice. How does all this happen? Relationship. Relationship. See, we're able to listen better when we are in a better relationship with one another and with Jesus. Jesus says it this way. The gatekeeper opens the gate for Jesus, and the sheep recognize his voice. We are his sheep, and they come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they do not know his voice. Do you know the voice of Jesus? The way you get to know the voice of Jesus is not any different than you getting to know the voice of your best friend, coworker, neighbor, spouse, child, or friend. The more time you spend with that person, the easier it is to recognize. When you look at somebody else's life and you're like, man, they seem to be so attuned to what God is saying in their life. They seem to recognize so easily. Why is that? Here's what you'll find every single time they spend regular time with them. And as the relationship gets built, it gets easier and easier and easier. Now, if we don't spend as much time, it gets more challenging. Let me tell you another dog story. Kenny, who leads, you know, led this morning, uh, he had a dog named Pearl, okay? This, is, this happened about six months ago. Kenny gave me permission to share, share with you the story so I don't get in trouble. Uh, he had uh, Pearl, and Pearl was three months to about a year and a half. Loved this dog, Pearl. Absolutely spent so many days with Pearl, and him and Karina realized as they were, you know, uh, going through life that the dog was getting too big and it wasn't good for the dog. And so he made the hard choice to let his best friend take Pearl. And they moved to Nashville. So fast forward six years later, and Kenny tells us, he's like, guys, I'm going back to Nashville to visit my friend. We all know that wasn't true. He's going back to visit his dog and his friend happened to be there. So he gets on a plane and so he comes back and he goes, how was it? He goes, I was like, what? What's going on? He's like, I said, hey, Pearl, come here, Pearl. And outside, the dog comes kind of running up to him, does not wag his tail, looks at him, smells him, and walks away completely disinterested <laughs> for the rest of the time. He goes, he had no idea who I was. I'm like, I'm so, isn't that such a sad story? But yet it's the truth when it happens in relationship. If you don't spend relational time with people, more importantly with God, it gets harder and harder and harder to hear his voice. He knows us, every single one of us. But do you have a regular relationship with him? How much more time needs to be spent in order to foster that relationship? So the question becomes, naturally, what are the obstacles you know, that, 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 that stop us or, or hinders our listening to God? Here's a couple that you might find in your heart. Maybe distracted, uh, maybe busy, or maybe just a hardened heart. Just refuse to listen. You ever watch uh, TV shows? I can't do it anymore when it comes to the political commentary. When they have two people on opposite sides and they talk at the same time, neither having any interest whatsoever in hearing what the other person wants to say. It's just trying to get my point across, which really you're not getting any point across either way. 
It's hard to listen when there's so much noise. Matthew chapter 13, it says this, To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use parables, where they look, but they do not see, they hear, but they do not really listen and understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand, and when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. <laughs> right? Hard to hear from God, especially when a catchy tune kind of comes up, and you're like, yeah, I'm in the groove now, and you're like, no, I can't hear a word that God is trying to say to me. Here's what he says in Matthew chapter 13, for the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes so they cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them, but blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. See, sometimes we have an encounter with God. If you've been a Christian for a while, you might have what we call these mountaintop experiences. You've been to a conference, a seminar, you've been to a camp, and you go off to these camps and you're like, oh my gosh, you come back and we call those a spiritual high. And you go to CIY, and you go to, go to some of these other campus, camps and conferences, and you come back and you're so on fire for God, and you're like, God spoke so clearly, I feel so connected to him. And then you come back and you're like, why isn't God speaking as clearly now? There's nothing to do with God. We quieted ourselves as the listener, and we were setting aside of time, and we heard him, and we were filled, and we responded to his voice. It's not the place. It's where we're at in our ears and in our heart. Uh, sometimes, let me be, be honest, and, and, and I think I'm being honest with myself, you can Sometimes we only want to listen to confirm instead of to comprehend. We want to listen to confirm. In other words, when we have something going on in our life, we don't try to find the truth of what's going on in our life. We try to find other people to support our, 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 our idea or thought in our life. So we say, hey, I'm going to find people on my side instead of finding out the truth that actually might be out there. And so we go to God, you know, trying to find support for our position instead of maybe the truth that he would have for us. I would just caution us to be careful as we go on in life. 2 Timothy 4.3 says, for a time is coming. When people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching, they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. I don't want to hear what God has to say. I want to do what I want to do, and so I'm going to find people who support where I stand on something like this. So as you evaluate your own life, what are some solutions to some of these obstacles? Here's the biggest and most important one. Psalms 46.10. Be still and know experience, to know is to experience that I am God, to be still and listen. This is something completely countercultural that I want us to practice for 30 seconds. We're going to spend just 30 seconds. If you're not a Christian, just sit in quiet and see what this feels like for the next 30 seconds. Ready? Go. Wasn't that wonderfully awkward, right? So some of you guys are like, oh, that actually feels really good. 
How you guys are like, oh, is it 30 seconds yet? Is it up? You know, looking at your watches. You, some of you guys want to just yell something out because it's too quiet. Like, ah! You know, some of you guys, you know, just, we want to be in that kind of culture because we don't like the uncomfortable of being quiet, of being still. But that's when God most often speaks to us because he's always speaking. Are we listening? So do we set regular times aside on a regular basis to be still, to read God's word, but to allow God's word to read us? Sometimes we read God's word for knowledge and understanding, which is great, but we don't stop and say, okay, God, what are you trying to say to me today? Not just more information about you, but how are you trying to speak to me today? Uh, we always encourage you to attend weekend services on a regular basis because we come together to worship corporately, to hear a teaching. Here's what's funny, you know, for me is I would encourage you, uh, do you come ready to listen? Do you come, God, speak to your servant. I am coming in to receive what you would have for me. Because here's what's humorous for me is I'll stand out there and I'll greet you guys. Every single week, somebody's like, oh my gosh, God said this to me. It was so impactful that was going on while I'm up here and I'm observing this other people of you are just getting a good 30-minute siesta during this time. I'm like, wait a minute, same message, same word, same communicate. One person said, wow, God spoke to me. The other person says, I got nothing out of it. Now, I'm going to try to do better all the time and try to communicate what God has said. It's not about me. It's about are we ready and expecting to receive from Him in whatever way. You might walk out of here going, man, the most impactful thing was the song, was the communion offering, was engaging with someone else, was my kids and the kids there, whatever it may be. That You say, you know, this is an important opportunity for me to hear from God. And lastly, we've got to get in groups we, we got to get in each other's lives, not just come and sit in rows, but discipleship best happens in circles where you get to rub shoulders with one another and you get to say, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? Let's go to prayer together. Let's go and hear from God because most of us, before we move on something, we don't take time to hear from God on something. And so we move faster than him. How many times in the Old Testament does God remind us people, you blew it because you didn't seek me first? You blew it. I would have showed you what direction and path and what battle to fight and which, which place to go, but you were in such a hurry that you didn't even consult me. Guys, we have God of the universe, the most powerful creator of all that's ever existed at our fingertips who wants to be in relationship with us and he wants to direct our lives. Why do we talk about this? How much better would our lives and purpose, meaning, direction, fulfillment, comfort, peace, all of that be if we would just receive what God has for us instead of being Americans moving as light speed to which the culture determines and not the way God determines. So it's our job primarily to hear from God. So what step will you take this week? I'm going to ask the worship team to come out as you process this. For some of you, the first step is to receive Jesus. And so you want to receive him as your savior and you you aren't going to give you that opportunity for others of you it might be a different thing that god has been speaking to even for a little while but you got to have the courage to to then say i'm going to actually do what he says which we'll talk about in just a couple weeks but why don't i pray and then let god speak to you jesus thank you for everyone's in this room and i pray lord that you would guide guide us father we all have things on our hearts and minds we present these things to you and now we listen we listen in a number of different ways So help us to hear you clearly. Speak, Lord. We are here. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.